Welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, Rufus. And he's unemployed, he's standing in line, but he's seen something on the back of a book of matches about learning computers in an hour well enough to steal all the money in the world. It's Howard Richlong. (laughs) Thank you to the British Comedy Guide for hosting this show. Thanks to all of our lovely patrons on Patreon for supporting this show. Went a bit too fast then. And thanks to you for listening to this show. You're the best. Like the second best, the second best after the third, people, third, third best. best, the third best after the people who pay and the people who just aren't you. <laughs> Fourth best because the the unmentioned group, yeah. all those people who don't listen and aren't and aren't aware of our existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least the people that aren't aware of our existence aren't paying us for a very good reason. What's yours? <laughs> yeah, they don't tell their friends about our show because yeah. they don't know it exists. Yeah, because you haven't told What's them. Your excuse? Go and at least go and tell them, so they can not give so, us money too. So first, uh, patrons—they're the yeah. best ones, right? Because they give us money. Second, British Comedy Guide because they yeah. save us money. Mm-hmm. Yes. Third, everyone else in the world who doesn't know we exist because they've got an excuse yes. for not caring about us. Yeah. And fourth, you. You. <laughs> you. Uh. And another, actually, another thanks uh, this week, of, uh, an, an extra thanks to go on the list, which is thanks to Ben Shillito for letting us know. When we recorded this, we recorded this um, live on live stream so that uh, members of our secret gang could watch us recording it. It was very exciting. And you could be part, you could have been part of that for just yeah. $2, but you missed out. You cheapskate. <laughs> but um, Ben Shillito let us know that the reason that Gus has a yo-yo at the beginning of the movie is so that later he can use it to puppet the security guard right. when, when he has to do the two-key problem, uh, which is going to happen in this episode, by the Brilliant. way. Because, like, that's something that needs setting up, isn't it? Like, where Gus got that bit of string from, <laughs> right? Not, not every other thing in the film. None of that yeah. needed setting up at all. None of that needed to make sense. But what... Oh, yeah, I'm watching this movie going, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, Superman 3. Where, did, where could Gus possibly get a bit of string from? Like, I never thought twice about that. I've watched this film loads of times, and I just went, oh, he's got a bit of string. Yeah, there's string everywhere. <laughs> he's in an office. Of course there's string. It probably took him three seconds to find it. That never occurred to me. Then uh, Ben Shilter point, and you look, watch it, and he's right. It, that is a yo-yo he's using. I told you, That's he's, why he's got a yo-yo. He's yo-yo villain. Also that. That's yeah. his thing. He uses it for everything. I, I don't. I mentioned that um, actually he uses it to kind of like abseil um, in, the, in the, one of the final scenes. But yeah, but that doesn't happen, right? Aren't you wrong about that? He does. He is no. He escapes the exploding computer by putting his yo-yo over a piece of wire that's there for no apparent reason, and he and he. Does he? And he does like what's it called? Okay. Zip line. He um, zip lines away. Zip lining, I swear okay. he does. Okay. I don't know. Fair well, you, enough. Fair everybody enough. at home, go watch it and, and let and let us know in <laughs> yeah. some comments for the somewhere. third time. Yeah, the go third watch time. Superman three for the third time. That makes sense. It's Superman three. You got to watch it three times. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but again, yeah, I, I watched this movie looking for mistakes and things to criticise, mm. and I didn't think where did he get that bit of string from, no. even though I did not know it was a yo-yo, and I didn't think how did he zip line down that thing because so many other stupid things are happening. Yeah. You're like, oh, he used a bit of wire, a bit of string that was lying around. I would have been fine with that too if it happens. What I did think yeah. was, why is he using that yo-yo in the beginning? <laughs> that makes no sense. That was a question I did ask. Uh, yeah. But, you know, how he got those bits of string later on, not interested. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the solution to this problem created a bigger problem. Mm. Anyway, shall we get on with the second part of our Superman 3 retelling, Howard? Yes, please. 
two. Oh, hey, Superman's in this movie. <laughs> right, so Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen are on a bus to Smallville. Yes. But the bus has to stop because a chemical plant is on fire. <laughs> Fortunately, Superman is here. and You know, he probably he probably has a power that can put out fires. Mm. You know, maybe maybe a power he's already demonstrated in this movie. Like, you know, maybe like his ice breath, which he's already used to put out a fire in a non-roundabout way. Yeah, you know, just yeah, 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 by, yeah, yeah. By just blowing blowing on the fire definitely so that's that's probably what he'll do here because it's been set up that that yeah. if he encounters a fire yes he puts it out by blowing on it with <laughs> ice breath yeah. right that is that we know that because we literally saw it in the previous like a couple of scenes ago when he did yeah, it he's definitely, to the well penguin. he's gonna do it then he's definitely gonna do it isn't he? he's gonna do it he's yeah. gonna do it but the thing is what? no he doesn't even consider putting out the fire he starts flying around and saving people individually <laughs> yeah good plan superman well done. And also, in this movie, he does not have super speed. Like right, many yeah, yeah. iterations of Superman, but in fact, what he has is he can't even move at regular speed because the <laughs> flying technology is so poor. So he's flying around slowly, like getting one person at a time, yeah. right? But then, but but it gets worse because it's not just that there's a lot of people and he's rubbish, mm. right? There's a bigger problem because then he finds a room yeah. full of buckets of green slime. Yes. Right? The slime room. With a man. Where a scientist. <laughs> yeah, there's a scientist there who appears to be looking after the buckets of yeah. green slime. That's his job. Look yeah. after the green slime. What, what does that mean, though? What does that mean? Why is he there? <laughs> he's got to stay there. Well, he says yeah. he's got to stay there because if those buckets of slime get too hot, mm. They'll turn into a cloud of smoke that will eat through anything. Steel, concrete, supermen, anything. But he's not but he's not stopping them from getting hot though, is he? He's serving. No, no he's just purpose. watching them. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sort of watching he's them. just watching them. Yeah. So what we need, Superman, is right, we need we need something that can cool these tubs of acid down oh, really quickly. Yeah. So do you do you have a power that can cool <laughs> that can cool things down? Quite quickly, you know, right, really fast. If they get too hot, yeah. that's like explicitly stated. The problem is if they get too hot, mm. they'll turn into a gas that will eat through anything, murder everyone, destroy all the buildings. So you want me to use my laser eyes on them, perhaps? <laughs> no, no, no. A, a, a power that can cool things down, Superman. Something Should maybe I you've done before. And he fly thinks... around them very slowly. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. no Should no. I kiss them? Should <laughs> I kiss that memory away? away? No, no. Superman thinks. Yes, I know what I have. Yeah. I have the power of ice breath, <laughs> and that. That's the perfect power to solve this yes. particular problem because what I can do, <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah, 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 what I can do with my, is I can fly, <laughs> can fly to a lake. Right? Yeah, I can fly to yes. a lake, freeze the lake, Brilliant. pick, pick, pick up, up a lake, up the lake, carry the lake back here, and drop the lake mm. onto the fire. Mm. So yeah, thanks, Superman, you fucking genius. Mm. Next, and I've, what I've learned from this movie is next time I have an oil fire in my kitchen, yeah. what I need to do is use my power of going to the shop, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. picking up a bag of ice, <laughs> paying for the ice, mm. carrying the ice back home, and dropping the ice cubes onto the frying pan. It does seem like a great plan because uh, because the thing is like steam's really cold, isn't it? <laughs> Famously, <laughs> honestly, but if you if you if you put ice onto fire and 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 you put the fire out, doesn't it then create a load of really really hot steam? <laughs> Is that not true? I mean, I'm not. Oh, you, you know, you been, know, I'm you not a scientist. Been involved. You yeah, should have been involved in writing this film as well. You could have, you could have fit in quite well with these two writers <laughs> who know nothing about how anything works. I think that, like 
the the flames the flames are not near, but the but 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 steam like moves quickly. So if you put out that fire <laughs> and all that steam just goes and finds those buckets of slime, then what you've got to remember is though that he's not trying to put out the fire, and he never was. He was never interested in putting out the fire. He was saving people, and then he was trying to cool those things down. He was just when his plan to cool the things down was to drop a big yeah. uh, ice lake on them. He was, that just, was his whole he was plan. interested in the photo opportunity from Jimmy Olsen to photograph him <laughs> carrying that yeah. lake, carrying a lake. Yeah, he was interested in setting up some jokes for us in the future. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if he just used his ice breath and no jokes whatsoever. When Superman flies around that scene, what he does is he picks up a boiling hot tube which has been on fire, right, and then goes and then gets yeah. a load of people to get in it. It's like get in, slide this, down it, slide yeah. down get this in a boiling hot tube, super hot, boiling tube. hot metal tube. Get in. Ah, they should come <laughs> out. They'll come out cooked. <laughs> <laughs> all come out like like cooked chickens yeah. tied up because it's a cartoon. But the best scene, the best scene in that that is um is there's this extra playing a policeman um who stood guard in the th- the front of the building so nobody gets in. And before they go in, like Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen duck down beside this car, right in front of yeah. this guy who just stood there looking at them. <laughs> And he goes like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go in there, no one's going to stop me. And he does, and he gets him, and he runs in, literally right past this guy into this place, and the guy kind of like just kind of watches him go in. It's like, really, yeah, it's amazing. This extra. The, the thing is, what, another thing that I saw in the uh, the documentary that I watched a bit of because I got bored and stopped, hmm. but I watched the bit about this scene was that a lot of those um, police officers and firefighters were actual real uh, firefighters okay, and police right. officers. Because they were filming this at an actual chemical plant that was super dangerous, and they all those fires are real, and all it ne- apparently what? all it would have taken was the wind <laughs> to change, and they would have a- actually had a massive like you know chemical disaster for real. And Superman's not not and like, doesn't Why? exist, so wouldn't have been able to save them. Why? It, apparently, it was really stupidly dangerous. Yeah, because health and safety didn't exist in the past, and idiots think that was a good thing. <laughs> You know, like I remember the good old days when we could set fire to chemical plants yeah, yeah. <laughs> and kill everyone. <laughs> oh, the, and now, now, like the the, the EU won't let you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a comedy fire chief in it who's like who 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 when he sees Superman is not like in any way shocked or surprised. Is he's like, oh, Superman? Well, he does. His line is. He hears him behind him and he's like, get this guy a helmet. He yeah, doesn't say, yeah, who's yeah. that? He doesn't say, who's that or get rid of him. He's like, get this guy. And then he turns around at Superman and he says, don't worry about the helmet. So <laughs> yes. he get, yeah, he gets his gag line in. Brilliant. Like, while, the, while everyone's dying on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, cut to Clark is at his reunion where he sees his mum, Annette O'Toole. <laughs> And he remembers how he used to fancy his mum when he was in high school <laughs> and makes a play for her. Mm. All right, so do you know why I'm... Yeah, yeah, because she plays um, Martha Kent in... In Smallville. In Smallville. In the it? TV show Smallville, mm. yeah, yeah. And I, I, I did watch a lot of that, so I'm very familiar with her in that character. So what now, watching her... Watching Superman chat up um, Annette O'Toole is disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> like leave your mum alone, Superman. Yeah, it's because like he's first. First of all, he's chatting up his grandma, isn't he? Um, but then like he sees his mum and he's like, oh, I'll, I'll get on with her then. Because <laughs> that his grandma, he's talking to his grandma and she's like really disappointed when when he ditches her to go chat up someone else. That's what happens in that scene. I remember. <laughs> she's like, ooh. Well, there's not there's not a lot of people hmm. in Smallville. There's like four people that you see hmm. in Smallville, except in that scene where Gus is pretending to be a general, where suddenly there's loads. But most of the time, there's no one there, right? Yeah. 
But also, uh, it turns out his mum's tr- his mum's real name is Lana Lang, mm. because Superman only fancies people who who have two names, both of which start with L. So look out, Lex Luthor, <laughs> <laughs> you're next. <laughs> oh, All right now, the, yeah, in this scene, Christopher Reeve does some of the best comedy dancing I have ever seen yes. in my life. Right, it is so, it's incredibly good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like I was I was trying to think of. Other like com- like iconic comedy dancing moments that are that rival this, and I, I think there's <laughs> I could I could only think of three, and even one of them I'm not you know I, I, I really struggle with this. So the first one obviously when you say iconic comedy dancing, it's Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel from right, the Fresh yeah. Prince of Bel Air, right? Fucking brilliant, always hilarious. Mm. Secondly, Ross and Monica from uh, from Friends, <laughs> their routine that they did at the New Year's thing, right? That's yeah, really that's funny. Really good. And thirdly, Mr. Fluck, inventor of the famous point and shrug dance. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's some good dancing. They're only things that can can possibly rival this amazing dance that he does. Uh, it's so good, and like, I, I don't know how he even came up with it. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, and this I is watch it. Uh, I could watch it for hours. And this is Christopher Reeve's attempt to make Superman less of a foolish character and more serious, right? Because he's shaking his bum, right? And somehow, it's for so some reason, brilliant. his bum. Looks bigger than than it should <laughs> when he dances. It's like he inflates. Yeah, yeah. So so after the dance, Clark tells Lana that he's disappointed that the two of them never boned in high school. <laughs> but also, I don't know if you noticed this, but they're at their high school reunion. Mm. So on the wall, there's pictures of them all as as young. Yeah, right? like yeah, when they yeah. were at high school. And there's a picture of young Christopher Reeve. But we know. That's not what he looked like at high school, right? Yes. We know from Superman 1 yeah. that when Clark Kent was in high school, yeah. he was a completely different 40-year-old man. Yeah, right? that's right. He wasn't young Christopher Reeve, he was yeah. a different 40-year-old man. So why don't they have that guy's picture on the wall so we can all be really confused about who he is again? Right? Like we were in Superman 1 where we were going for the first 10 minutes going, who's that? Why is he flying? Why did he just turn into into Christopher Reeve? That's weird. Oh, my God, yeah. That would have been amazing. (laughs) That's a good point. They should have done that. Like maybe when George Lucas kind of like um, re- remasters it, mm. he'll like put the photograph of the other kid in, like he did with <laughs> like he did with Hayden Christensen. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's hope so. Let's hope so. Oh my god, that'd be because also they don't talk about the picture, so there'd be no comment mm. on it. There'd just be this guy on the wall. You would have to be really eagle-eyed mm. to be like, is that the actor from Superman <laughs> One who for some reason played young yeah. young Clark Kent? That's... Pretty sure there's like there's like that's what what. Practically the only photograph on the wall, isn't it? Isn't it just Clark Kent and the bad jock character? Are there any other people's photographs up? I think there are a few, but there's not. I mean, there's not many people there. There's only like four people at the dance. Is it? Because no one lives in Smallville. It's It's not called Bigville. All right, so, meanwhile, mm-hmm. Gus's boss, Napoleon Solo, oh, wow. knows that someone stole $85,000 from him using computers. Unfortunately, there's no way he can work out who did it. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way he can know who used a computer to write a cheque <laughs> for $85,000 $85, made out to Gus Corman. 
It's a fucking, it's a fucking mystery, right? But, yeah. but he says sooner or later, says Napoleon Solo, yeah. right? The thief will slip up. Mm. They'll do something foolish <laughs> to give themselves away. Mm. I don't know, like like writing a check to themselves <laughs> in their own name for the exact amount stolen. No, no, something else. Yeah. Something else. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. And he's right because then Gus drives up to work in his new bread sports mm. car. Right, the one mistake this otherwise <laughs> criminal mastermind made, and uh, because of the car, not because of the check in Gus Gorman's name, but because of the car, yeah. Napoleon Solo, Napoleon Nolo. <laughs> <laughs> Then, cut to, Clark is in the bowling alley with Lana Lang and her rubbish son. Right? Her rubbish son, who is rubbish, especially at bowling. Yeah. So, firstly, he throws a few complete misses. Like He's just yeah. the worst. Like he, He's just the, the worst bowler who's ever lived. And so then Clark has a yeah. cunning, the cunning plan of sneezing. <laughs> Sneezing the ball straight at the pins with such force that they're obliterated (laughs) (laughs) into dust. Exploded to dust. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody watches him do it. And, yeah. and then they like, 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 yeah, yeah, well done, kid. You threw a really good ball. You were rubbish yeah. before. You couldn't, you couldn't get it. You couldn't keep it out of the yeah. gutters. But then this time, that one that smashed mm. all the pins and exploded—that <laughs> yeah. was yeah, really that was... good. Like any normal kid, well done. Congratulations. You don't yeah. suck anymore. Yeah, well done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why did they either not go? Oh, that guy next to him, Superman, or that kid, Superman? <laughs> <laughs> that kid must be Superman. He probably just took his glasses off so he could see the pins properly yeah. and then blew them up into dust. Yeah, yeah. But no, because they don't know how things work, they don't know how people work, they don't know how Superman works. They're just like, yeah, he blows up the pins with a ball, and everyone's like, yeah, well <laughs> yeah. done, kid. Congratulations, yeah, you, fine. you got it no, right at last. Nothing to see here. Move along, move along. <laughs> no, she doesn't go like she stood there and watches. She doesn't go, Clark. Did you just sneeze that bowling ball? <laughs> I just want to watch you. No. No, no, I didn't do it. I don't watch you do it. Uh, are you telling me my like kid? You did. <laughs> are you telling me my kid has superpowers? Because if he does, I need to deal with that. Because you went ah 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 chew really loudly, and then <laughs> wind yeah. came out of your Cover- nose, covering it by drawing attention to yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just going, <laughs> you know, yeah. going ah 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 chew explode. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Clark. I think you're Superman. Yeah. Uh, hold on, give, look, give, come here. Let me give you a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Who the am thing. I? Oh, mm. that fuck. I mean that that sh- that should be that should have been a running gag yeah. in this movie. Clark keeps giving mm. himself away by doing really stupid stuff and then snogging yeah. people's memories away. And not yeah, just yeah, Lana yeah. Lang, but loads of people. Right? Yeah, anyone. <laughs> you know, it's just some construction worker sees him getting yeah, changed. Yeah. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, where am I? Fuck, okay. Yeah. Where, where's McGurder gone? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kid that gets the photograph at the try, start. I was trying Come not here, to mention blah, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Cut two. Gus is called to see the big boss because he stole that money and bought a sports car. Mm. 
We open the scene with Napoleon Solo doing a big speech about how rich he is. <laughs> but then he tells Gus that he's not rich enough. He wants to be richer. And so he wants mm. Gus to use computers to destroy all of Colombia's coffee. Mm. You know, like using computers. You know how computers work, right? Yeah, you know, you just hack into the coffee of another country and press delete. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, that, that would make more sense. <laughs> that would make more sense than what they do. Yeah, no, no, that's that's Napoleon Solo's idea, but no, that won't work. So, so Gus is like, well, maybe we could hack a weather satellite, right, and change change the weather. Because because the writers yeah. of this movie heard the phrase weather satellite and didn't mm. know what that meant. They didn't <laughs> they know, don't it was, know what it was for tracking weather systems, not for controlling mm. it. They're like, oh, weather satellites. That's probably that's probably how you control weather. Yeah, I mean, but this is, I mean, I mean, this is a weather satellite like none other though, is it? This is a weather satellite that can make money come out of banks. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And make uh, the 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 lights in pedestrian crossings. Come yeah. <laughs> become <laughs> sentient yeah. and have a fight. Yeah, yeah that weather, that kind yeah, of weather satellite. Absolutely. What if what if the weather of satellite? It, like, of course, it can control the weather. What That's the least the weather, of its powers. What if it's the weather satellite bestows sentience on <laughs> crossing on crossing lights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good true, one. true. You're absolutely right. Yes. Um, oh, good. So, so, but yeah, so of course, of course, in this movie, of course, you can use a weather satellite to control the weather, but you can only do it Mm. from a computer in Smallville. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so the next bit of the plot is established. We're getting our characters in the same place. None of them need to be there. (laughs) None of them are there for a particular reason, but they're (laughs) all going to Smallville because I guess it's cheaper to film in a place that looks like, looks like Smallville. Yeah. None of them. It's not even like um, one of them needs to be there. None of them do. No, not a single one. They don't even really cross paths, do they, Richard Pryor and Superman? They're kind of like vague. Vaguely do, but not at all. Not yeah. until he starts pretending to be a general, which he could have done anywhere. That's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I mean, even like Lana Lang could have been his friend from Smallville, who's just moved. I mean, they talk about doing it. She's moved to Metropolis, and she's yeah. you know he's helping her out. Where they keep the um, weather satellite stations. <laughs> yeah, things. obviously, of course. Nice. Yeah, they wouldn't keep it in Smallville because that's a really stupid idea. Yeah. So meanwhile, at the Daily Planet. Two people win the Jingo Bingo, which, let's not forget, is a raffle. (laughs) (laughs) And the prize is a trip to South America. And that's a good prize because South America, right, is a whole Mm. continent with a lot of countries. So it's going to (laughs) take quite a lot of time for them to go to the whole place, right? And I should know because I once got the bus from Quito in Ecuador to Santiago in Chile, which is less than half the length of South America and it took five days and five nights. It should have took four days and four nights but the bus caught fire in the Atacama Desert and for more (laughs) on this story, see ooh, I don't know, a secret gang podcast. Or maybe what I'll do is I'll patch it in here as an example of the kind of thing you're missing because you are not in the secret gang. So here's an extract from an old secret gang podcast and there's lots more like this if you sign up for just $7 a month. I lived I lived in Costa Rica, right, which is in Central America, yeah. and I wanted to go to to uh, Chile, which is a, the south part of South America, which is quite a long way. Mm. Uh, but it's really expensive to fly, so I've got the bus. And, and it's impossible, of course, unless you're Superman. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I thought I was Superman at the time, so that, but it's so expensive to be Superman because mm. you've got to eat a lot of sandwiches to have enough energy to fly. That's what pants, as we know, are really expensive. <laughs> yeah, you've got to wear them outside. You've got to you've got to have the right pants. Uh, I got a bus that was supposed to be four days and four nights um, 
journey without you sleep only, on the bus. You sleep on the bus, yeah. Two drivers, um, so that there wasn't just one guy going crazy with amphetamines. And they only stopped for meal time. For, it's not all meals, but like maybe two meals a day we stopped for, and then like sandwiches on the bus or something. And Got so it was mostly driving. Snowpiercer. Uh, yeah, it was very, very similar to Snowpiercer. And the weird thing was that like halfway down the bus, we was a load of women getting their hair done, and at, like near the front there was a disco. <laughs> it was really odd. And then like um, Ed Harris was driving, yeah, yeah. but he wasn't driving. He was just kind of sitting there, like looking at nothing. Having sushi with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, at the back of the bus, uh, Captain America was eating babies. Yeah, <laughs> that was disturbing. No, um, it was like on the something like the third day where we were driving, uh, third or fourth day, we were driving through the desert in the north of um, Chile, which is the driest desert in the world. And it was six, like six o'clock in the morning, so it was it was light, but we were all asleep on the bus. And I woke up to someone shouting. Uh, the bus is on fire, <laughs> but in Spanish. So and like in the, like I, I did speak Spanish, but it takes a moment for your like your Spanish brain wakes up slower than your English brain. So it's like you're going, oh, this is, uh, what, 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 the bus, the bus is on fume. <laughs> El buso es on fume. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is exactly what he said. Yeah, he wasn't Spanish. It turned out in the end. When I woke up, I was yeah. like, that's that's Howard. What's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, someone shouted, the bus is on fire, and, and so the bus pulled over side of the road in the middle of the desert. And we all got off. Mm, and the plan. bus drivers went to the back of the bus and looked at it. They're not mechanics, they're drivers. And a couple of blokes went and stood next to them and looked at it as well. And it was this real like peak man moment where they all just kind of looked at it for half an hour. And I'm over by the door with all the women having a fag. And we're like looking at these blokes going, I don't think they know what they're doing. <laughs> I, don't know, they've got to, I think they're just looking at they'll it. put it out. Uh, well, you know, it, yeah, it had gone out. It had gone out when the bus stopped. And so like they got just some cactuses and got the water. Out <laughs> yeah, they squeezed cactuses on it. Yeah, yeah. And it went out. So that was so that was good. No, no, they didn't have to do anything. They just went and looked at it for half an hour. And then eventually, the driver like driver goes, right, it's fine, everyone, get back on the bus. And we we're going. They did anything. I think they just looked at it for half an hour. Yeah. But we're in the middle of the desert, so we've got no choice. So we get back on the bus and start driving. And about ten minutes later, the same guy at the back goes, "The bus is on fire again!" <laughs> and the bus driver's like, "No, it's fine. Don't worry. We're going to carry on. Don't worry. It's fine." And he refused to stop. So everyone on the bus kind of piled forward to the front, and we're all like sitting right behind him. <laughs> like the bus driver, and we're just sitting there going, "We're like looking behind, seeing if we're going to explode or anything." But from his point of view. He couldn't do anything about it, and he was in the middle of the fucking desert. And this is like pre-wide mobile phone coverage. There's no way he's getting a signal out here. So he's got to get to the next truck stop, or we're going to die. <laughs> Those are the two choices. There's like, like if I keep driving, there's a chance we're all going to die. But it, if I stop, we're definitely going to. So we keep going, and, and the bus did kind of carry on burning, but quite slowly. Right. And we did get there and it was fine. We got to the truck stop and we'd been on the road for like four days at this point and we had to stop at this truck stop in the middle of the desert and wait for someone to come from Santiago, which was the bus's final destination, which was still about 20 hours away to fix the bus. <laughs> right. So we all just like went, oh, there's a cafe there, we went to the cafe. There was a petrol station which had a shower, so like everyone really <laughs> used that. Some of us, have, like, people have got on the bus at different places, but some of us have been on it for four days. We really needed a shower. And we just kind of sat around until dark and then we went to sleep on the bus. We woke up when we heard someone hammering the bus. <laughs> it's like, oh, he must have arrived. And then it's like early next morning, it set off again, and we arrived in Santiago the next day, like 24 hours late. 
because <laughs> I guess the bus had caught fire. <laughs> so that was an adventure. Um, in a kind of very passive though. I didn't really do anything. I just I like followed instructions and was worried actually, about sorry. dying. I uh, <laughs> I um, uh, spilled some crisps. <laughs> Having just listened to that, I was surprised that um, that Superman didn't like put out that fire on your bus by flying to a lake, <laughs> freezing the lake, yeah. picking up the lake, bringing the lake, and then dropping the lake on the bus. It's true, but in you know the Atacama Desert is quite big and very dry, and the nearest lake is more than just five miles away. You know, so um, so it would have been a bigger. Maybe he could have just used his ice yeah. breath instead. <laughs> There's only two people living in Smallville, and that's why Clark Kent is dating his mum. <laughs> All right, so it's we're on a picnic, on a picnic with yes. Clark and Lana. Clark immediately grabs a pot of pate and shoves his fingers in, <laughs> licking the pate off his fingers, right, mm. and then shoves them back in. He, he licks... He puts his fingers in the pate, mm. licks it off his fingers, and then it goes in for a second go. That is so disgusting. It was disgusting. pre-COVID, this movie. It, no, it, that was always disgusting. That, like People got annoyed about people double-dipping with mm. like crisps and or you know chips and stuff. That chips. Would, that's worse if it's fingers. <laughs> it's much worse <laughs> if it's fingers. And quite frankly, I'm glad it turned out to be dog food. <laughs> Because you know, thank because dogs don't mind like eating stuff off your fingers because dogs are <laughs> disgusting as well. So it thank goodness it's not pate. When Clark Kent sees something he thinks is pate, just rams his fingers in and starts eating it, and then it turns out he's eating dog food. Because of course he's Superman, um, and uh, he's not from he's got around smell, of our planet, so he's not encountered <laughs> dog food before. He doesn't know. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, when he's finished eating the dog food and he's got that lovely dog food breath, he starts putting the moves on his <laughs> he did, doesn't he? <laughs> right. he had, but, I mean, unsurprisingly, she's not that into it, right? Mm. Because uh, like he's, he's all like, oh, do you want to have a bit of a snog with my dog? I've just finished eating your dog food. <laughs> do you want to have a bit of a snog? And she's like, oh, something's wrong with my car. <laughs> yeah. right? Over there, I can see <laughs> something in my parked car. Something's wrong with it. I better go and look at it. Mm. Uh, and so they go and they go and look at the car, right? Yeah, they do. That's what distracts her. Yeah, yeah that is absolutely. It's really odd and it's really unnatural. And it can only be that she's doing it because he's got dog food. Not breath, like right? not like the sound of her son falling over and injuring himself <laughs> or something. No, because he's too far away. Because he's run eight miles away <laughs> yeah. in the cornfield. Right, yeah. he's so far away. But fortunately, Clark has a superpower of knowing when a child is unconscious, right? <laughs> and he uses that now to know. That Lana Lang's kid is unconscious, right? He's yeah. fallen over in the cornfield eight miles away yeah. and hit his head against a rock yeah, somehow. Yeah, that shouldn't be there because it's a cornfield. Should not right? be there. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's going to that's gonna damage the combine harvesters when they murder that child. <laughs> so, yeah, by the way, there's a bunch of combine harvesters coming. Unfortunately. Can I go yeah. and play in the cornfield, Mum? Yeah, but make sure you go in that one over there. There's a load of death machines coming. Mm. <laughs> no, go eight miles away. It's quite, it's quite a long journey. Try not to get hit by a rock on your way. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so, you you know, you might be thinking this is not a big problem. Clark can use his super speed and flying powers to save the kid, no mm. probs, right? We've already seen how good he is at flying to things and picking up those things <laughs> <laughs> when, when he flew to a lake and picked up the lake. 
mistake earlier. That's been set up. Yeah. So he's probably gonna he's probably gonna fly to the child, pick up the child, <laughs> yeah. carry the child, and hopefully not drop that child on a fire. But you know, we know he's got he's got the skills. <laughs> Unfortunately, what what we also learned when earlier when Clark flew to a lake, froze the lake, picked up the lake, and carried the lake back to the chemical fire to drop it on the fire yeah. was that Clark doesn't really like doing things the most straightforward and obvious way. You know, why just use your ice breath to put out a fire when you <laughs> could get a lake involved? <laughs> right? So. So Clark doesn't just fly over and pick up the kid. Yeah. Clark destroys a combine harvester instead. <laughs> yeah. He just he just like completely breaks this combine harvester and then he takes a moment to make the driver feel bad about how he was going <laughs> to <Yeah>. accidentally murder <laughs> yeah. a kid who Clark and Lana probably shouldn't have let play in a cornfield that was being harvested yeah. anyway, right? No, but he, like the driver's like, oh shit, I feel really bad, and and, and Superman looks at him like he like you yeah. fucking murder and says nothing and flies away because he's evil. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot that part. Yeah, I'm I surprised thought, I thought he, he doesn't just yet. laser the guy. <laughs> How dare you do your job <laughs> in a field that I let a kid yeah. play in, despite there being combine harvesters I there. I bagsied murdering this child. You're not going to do it. <laughs> I already tried to get him when I was when I blew up those those bowling pins at him, but somehow he survived that. <laughs> but yeah, it's not like combine harvesters appear out of nowhere, is it? They're not like quiet, like stealth machines. <laughs> they must have known about them. It's like, Mum, can I go and play in the field with the giant murder machines while the corn is so high I'll be yeah. invisible to the drivers? Like, yeah, sure, son. I'll be here with Clark eating this dog food. <laughs> Right, then we cut to back to Gus. Gus Gorman has travelled to Smallville so that he can use the Smallville weather satellite computer to control the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget. And, the other, and other things. Him. Many other things. <laughs> other <laughs> things in bed, yes. But first, yeah. before he can control the weather using yeah. that satellite, he has to get past one security <laughs> guard. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna have to use his his, his clever his clever acting and and cunning plans to get past one drunk security guard. Mm. Fortunately, Gus has brought a suitcase full of alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> so the guard lets him in immediately, yeah. uh, with no problem. And Gus feeds the guard alcohol until he passes out. And then steals his keys. It is incredibly easy. It's amazing. You notice in that scene when he's outside dressed as dressed as a, a, an alcohol salesman, and he's got his alcohol. <laughs> yeah. He's putting on a voice, but as soon he as but as soon as he lets him in, he just he just stops, stops doing. He stops bothering. <laughs> it's really yeah, weird. It's really weird. And where does he get that big hat from? <laughs> Right? When they get drunk together, yeah. he's suddenly wearing a big, stupid <laughs> like, comedy hat. That, like, that just appears when there, he gets right? drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just a sign. Again, the writers don't understand how things work. Mm. So they've seen drunk people wearing stupid hats, mm. and they think that just happens. When you drink <laughs> enough, a hat appears, out, like grows out of your head. That's a side effect of alcohol. Yeah, yeah so um, Gus steals the weather control keys. <laughs> Yeah, the weather control, the weather satellite that can bring traffic lights to life, give away money, and and operate weather, and operate weather. Yeah, let's not forget this. But you know, no, they're not going to make that computer too easy to use. They 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 messed up when they only got one security guard to protect it. That was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. But they did they did do one other thing to make sure. Mm. That if you want to use the weather control computer, you're going to have to insert two keys at the same time. Yes. So if you if you're a criminal, 
Yeah. You know, no criminals have a friend. Yeah, you know? no. no criminals work in pairs. For well, it's it's going to be fair. That's why they only have one security guard because they know that, like, you know, criminals are fair. So they'll only send one criminal. No, that makes sense. That does mm. make sense. Not that the criminal, like, they only have one security guard because if they employ two, they could control them. <laughs> <laughs> they would as do. As, as long as there's only one, he can't because of the brilliant key plan. <laughs> Right. Well, they should have. They should have had ten keys and had nine security guards. <laughs> and they, that would have been a better plan. But no, there's two security guards, and they get a bit drunk and say, "Hey, Steve, do you want to do you want to make some traffic lights come to life?" <laughs> yeah, what? Two. Come on, we can do it with the with the weather computer. Wait a minute, we use the weather the weather satellite, which just tracks weather systems yeah. to bring to bring. Traffic lights life, yeah, you'll be yeah, you'll love it. Come on. Oh, we can give random people loads of money as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh... But Gus has got a plan. Yeah. Gus has got a plan that makes no sense and defies physics, but apparently <laughs> um, apparently uses his yo yo, so that's good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, he uses the, the passed out security guard um and he uses a bit of string yeah. to to be able to insert the key at the right moment. It's yeah. utterly ridiculous. It, seems it makes like no it, sense. It seems like using the security guard would make it harder, right? And maybe he should have just gone with the string part. Just the string well, bit yeah, was fine. He, tr- he tries to use his foot at one point, but he, he doesn't try very hard. He doesn't take he doesn't, his shoe off or anything. No. But I, I feel like that was the way to do it. Yeah. And he doesn't and then like my favourite one, he does he doesn't just like move them closer together. Because it <laughs> He doesn't tr- at least try because there's no, proof. Try that, there's no yeah. proof that they're like <laughs> yeah. nailed down or anything. Yeah, I tell you what. When I I remember this is another scene that really sticks out in my memory. That like, if you say <laughs> what what do you remember about Superman three? It'd be like well this the big computer in the Grand Canyon the mm. lake bit you know. Yeah. But this really stands out, and I think as a kid I kind of expected that adult life would involve more situations where I'd have to put two keys into something at the same time, right? Yeah. And so far, I've lived quite a lot of my adult life. So far, that hasn't happened. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> really annoyed. Because I know how to do it. Just need a, a drunk man and a yo-yo. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Gus has his brilliant plan to get the two keys in at once. It works. And now Gus has control of everything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so cut to Colombia, which incidentally is in South America, Ooh. which means those American raffle bingo winners are there. Yeah. And the woman says, oh, look, a native wedding. Let's crash it. <laughs> Does she? That, 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 she doesn't say those words, but it's oh. like, oh, look, a native wedding. Let's go and let's go and look at it <laughs> yeah, like right. it's a performance for tourists <laughs> rather than a significant day in someone's life. Let's go and look at the native wedding. Look, mm. natives, right? Natives in Colombia. <laughs> Colombia is a Catholic. Ca- Colombia is a Catholic country. Yeah. So this is a couple of Americans going. Oh, this will be a unique fucking cultural experience mm. for us seeing a Christian wedding. Yes. Oh, it'll be so exciting. Christianity. I've never heard of anything so exotic. <laughs> look at the tree. People are getting married. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they gate crash someone's wedding. Brilliant. They gate crash a Christian wedding in another country because they think they're going to get some cultural fucking currency from it. But then, unfortunately, before. Well, they they decide to, but before they can actually ruin someone's wedding day, yeah, something else ruins their wedding day because it starts raining because Gus is using a computer to control the weather. <laughs> He's done all that weird stuff about making lights come to life, 
And now he's got to the bit that he actually wanted to do, which yeah. is controlling the weather. I mean, his computer um, teacher from that from the early scene would be like, "How are you making those lights come to life, Gus? <laughs> How are you doing <laughs> like these impossible things?" Oh, I don't not, know. <laughs> yeah, I just typed only... in. I just typed in make traffic light people come to life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that is that is what he did, right? We yeah. know that's how computers work yeah. in this movie. But why did he type that? But why, why did, did he you, type? You're that? supposed to be controlling. I'm a bit drunk. <laughs> I just, he is, I just missed. He? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He gets wasted as well, right? <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. Mm. Richard Pryor's doing some amazing mm. drunk acting in these scenes. It's really, he's really good. The script is ridiculous, mm. wonderfully ridiculous, but Richard Pryor is amazing in this movie. And oh. I will not hear anyone say that he shouldn't be in a Superman movie because he should and Superman shouldn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, Superman 3 would be ridiculous if Richard Pryor wasn't in it. It would be awful. He right? saves it because yeah. everything that happens is stupid. <laughs> If you don't have a good comedy actor in it, then it's just stupid. All right, cut two. Another wonderful, iconic and confusingly pointless scene in this movie. Napoleon Solo is skiing on the roof of his skyscraper, <laughs> just having a little ski on a building and chatting about how much he enjoys being rich and evil. All right, now Gus arrives. While mm. they're skiing, Gus arrives. And I'd like to point out that Gus is wearing normal shoes. And we know he's wearing normal shoes because there's lots of long shots of him wearing normal shoes. And, you know, why Why wouldn't he be wearing normal shoes? He just came from the street. It would be weird if Gus wasn't wearing normal shoes. OK, I just want... Let's, let's remember, he's got normal shoes on. <laughs> so Gus tells them that Superman foiled their brilliant ruin the coffee by controlling the weather plan. Yeah. Um, and, of course... He demonstrates exactly what Superman did while wearing a tablecloth as a cape. Yeah. Because the makers of this movie have correctly assumed that given a choice between a boring action sequence where Superman flies around and blows clouds or just Richard Pryor in a tablecloth doing a bit, <laughs> we'll take Richard Pryor every time. Well done, movie. You chose wisely. <laughs> Uh, at first you're like, why are they... This is a Superman movie. Why aren't I seeing Superman do things? Why has Richard Pryor got a tablecloth on and being stupid? And then you're like, hang on. No, this is better. This is yes. much better. Yeah, you really will believe him. You really will believe a man can fly after this scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Richard Pryor really sells it. OK. Because the actual flying scenes are not that convincing. Mm. I didn't believe a man could fly yeah. until Gus Gorman put that tablecloth on. Yeah. <laughs> He turns up to kind of like say, oh, the plan didn't work because yeah. Superman fixed everything. Superman yes. dried the entirety of South America with his laser eyes. That's <laughs> what he says. That's what he says, right? He blew a, a tornado up into the, like, yeah. to the top of the clouds and then, yeah, he dried the coffee using his breath. Yeah. Of the coffee of Colombia. Okay, I did he, he dried it with his breath? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, oh, something like that. I'm sure. He, I'm sure. Breath. I can't remember. There's a, I'm sure there's like a clip of him on the TV, like lasering some <laughs> some coffee beans yeah. or something. And I'm thinking, like you know, <laughs> like <laughs> all of them. <laughs> yeah, every coffee bean in all of Colombia, a big country. <laughs> all right, so Napoleon Solo is annoyed mm -hmm. by this because yeah. you know he wanted to he wanted to kill all that coffee, and now he hasn't. All right. So he decides if he can't kill the coffee, he's going to kill Superman. Good plan. And he needs kryptonite to kill Superman because, you know, how to kill Superman is just common knowledge. It's just things that people know. It is, isn't it? But unfortunately, there is no kryptonite anywhere on Earth. <laughs> so Napoleon Solo tells Gus to use his computer to search space for some. <laughs> 
You know, Gus, yeah. can you search space? Can you? With your computer, can you just search space for a rock? Is that a thing? Amazing. He uses a computer to search space. Yeah. And when he finds the rock, the, the it analyses it and tells it him. Anal- it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Hmm. Search space. And of course, because it's Gus, he types in search space for kryptonite, kryptonite and it yeah. does. <laughs> Recreate kryptonite, please. Anyway, while all this is happening, Gus is like wandering around like on yeah, the, yeah, on yeah, the yeah, ski yeah. slope. And I, he, he's like looking at some abandoned skis for quite a while. He's wandering around some skis, like ominously. And then he steps, he steps into the skis, which is just a normal thing that a person might do. And you might be thinking, hey, you can't, you can't just attach skis to regular shoes because <laughs> skis just fall straight off regular shoes. And I know Gus is wearing regular shoes because you said it like eight times just now. <laughs> and we've seen it in like loads of shots. It's been firmly established that Gus is wearing regular shoes. But don't worry, because the movie makers thought of this because Gus is now magically wearing ski boots <laughs> that appeared out of nowhere. And just to make sure you know this, there's a close-up of his feet wearing the ski boots that he definitely wasn't wearing a minute ago. Uh, he's just got, he probably got the, the weather satellite probably did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It must be. They're, they're definitely not Napoleon Solo ski boots yeah. left in the skis because Napoleon Solo is still wearing his and they mm. keep showing his feet as well to make sure that you're not confused <laughs> that Gus has the superpower of growing ski boots out of his feet and he just used that superpower when we weren't watching. Unfortunately and perhaps ironically he doesn't also have the superpower of being able to ski which we know from his next line which is I can't ski <laughs> which and he says this just before he skis off the roof of a skyscraper, falls a hundred stories, lands on a sloping glass roof, and is absolutely fine. Yeah. Which he then he then skis down the glass roof onto the plate. I mean, it sounds like you can ski pretty fucking well to me, Gus. <laughs> Seems like you can ski so well you defy basic laws of <laughs> physics. He's got skiing superpowers. He's got ski gravity mm. that makes him float down a building. It's amazing. Now, obviously, I've said this many times, but the the most shocking thing about this scene is that this is a film about a flying man. (laughs) And it's also a film which, at the end, Gus needs to be the weak link in the villain's plan because Gus has sympathy for Superman. He is the only one of the bad guys who feels sympathy for Superman. So he's the reason that Superman doesn't get murdered at the end because Gus is worried about him. Although, at the moment, Gus has no reason to care about Superman because he's never met him, never encountered him, never had anything to do with him. So, you know, like, what would be really good in this movie, what would be really handy is if, I don't know, maybe Superman did something nice for Gus, like helped him out in some way, you know, what, say though, by... What are you thinking? I don't know, like maybe he could catch him when he falls off a skyscraper. <laughs> That'd no. be good, wouldn't it? Because it's about a flying man <laughs> and you've written in a scene where another, a non-flying man, <laughs> a regular man skis off a building and then falls onto the street. So wouldn't it be useful to all the things in your script if Superman saved him? And also, Superman's not in the movie at this point. He's, like, dicking around (laughs) in Smallville. (laughs) It'd be great if he could be there. But no, no, the writer said, no, I think I'll just just have him land on a glass roof and be okay." Yes. (laughs) You know, like a regular human. He could fall 100 stories and then walk off, still wearing his skis and whistling. <laughs> That'd be fine. It's a, it's a film about a flying man. And you just cut him from the big Columbia action scene and got Richard Pryor in a 
tablecloth to reenact it, right? <laughs> it might be good to see Superman in action at this point, right? No, no, no. Super Superman's not in it. Richard Pryor skis off a building <laughs> and lands and is fine because he's wearing skis. <laughs> I think the deal is is that um like you said they've the writers have watched the first two movies and what they're mm. trying to do is not do anything Superman's done before. I mean Superman's always catching people who fall off things. So they're going we're going to surprise everyone. Superman's not going to catch <laughs> him when he falls off. And then they're like, "Well, how do we resolve it?" <laughs> Double surprise, he's just fine. He's yeah, just yeah. fine. That's, yeah, a, that's a twist, isn't it? Does that's he a land, twist. Can he land? <laughs> is there is there a big mattress truck passing by? He can no, land glass on glass roof. Glass yeah, roof. Glass roof. <laughs> Does the glass smash? Break? No, it's no, fine. No, it's fine. It's slides off it. Just slides off it. And then walks away. Pretty great scene, hey? <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, so I've got some uh, I've got some taglines for you because right? oh, this 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 movie doesn't seem to have a tagline, so I wrote some new ones because we all know the tag the, the famous tagline for Superman one is "You'll believe a man can fly." Yes, amazing tagline. Superman two, "You'll believe three men and a woman can fly." <laughs> <laughs> right, and Superman three, "You'll believe a man can fall off a building and be just fine for no reason." <laughs> yeah, I mean you believe a lot of things with this film, right? <laughs> Believe a weather satellite can bring lights to life. (laughs) (laughs) What's right are in the world? What's right in the world? What's right in the world? Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. If you would like more stuff by us, mm-hmm. including Gret Binchleaf books, we're doing we're working on book nine at the moment. Gret Binchleaf short stories, Man by Cow episodes, worst extended worst writer episodes, the Secret Gang podcast, mm. and just like an enormous amount for just two dollars because I still haven't got around to deleting all the old stuff. It's just loads, loads of stuff's available at the moment. Go and check it out. Patreon.com slash man by cow for as little as two dollars a month uh it's it's a bargain it you a won't bargain. regret it Ooh, it's a bloody bargain we'll be back next week with the final part of our retelling of superman 3 but i should warn you that doesn't mean it's the last episode about superman 3 because <laughs> <laughs> there is one more after. there is an episode four as well but we'll yeah. we'll talk about that next week so go and watch superman 3 again in preparation for next week's episode yeah. bye bye milk bye bye milk <laughs> He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer.